Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast, sharing a rundown of tips and strategies to live healthier and happier in a fun way. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Today, I'm talking with the winner of the Catalina Marathon. If you're not familiar, it's a trail marathon on Catalina Island, just off the coast of Southern California. It's been called a bucket list race and named one of the most beautiful courses in the U.S. by tons of runners. I ran the race a while back and it is gorgeous. I definitely agree. It might be the most beautiful course I've ever run, but it's very hard. Like I said, it's a trail race. It's hilly and it was warm the day that I did it. So I know it's really hard. And I was that much more excited when I was scrolling through Instagram the other day and saw that my real life friend won first place female. And I'm so proud of her. I immediately hit her up and said, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about this race and we need to talk about your training and what's next. And I'm just really proud of her. So I wanted to chat with her about the race. We will get into that. In case you're new here, I'm Monica. I started runeatrepeat.com to share my first full marathon training and diet journal. The site grew an awesome following and now it's this podcast. Thank you so much for listening and you can get more information by following at run, eat, repeat on Instagram or going to runeatrepeat.com for all of the show notes and more info. Before we talk with Pam, let's start off with the warm up. So I have a kind of big announcement, I guess, for today's warm up. I've decided to move forward with the process of freezing my eggs. And if you have been listening for a while, I first mentioned this a year ago. I had started to think about whether or not I should freeze my eggs a while back after I realized I was going through a divorce and going to start over. And just being in my early 30s, just kind of thought, if I'm starting from scratch at this point, should I look into this? And it really was a struggle for me to decide whether or not to do it. I kept going back and forth. And I will put a link in the show notes to the episode where I talked with a fertility specialist. And that wasn't really specific to me, it was information for everyone or for women specifically because it's it was a we were talking about women's reproductive health not men sorry guys we can talk about that another time too um but it was just me kind of sharing this information because in doing research on freezing my eggs on my fertility I realized that these are things we are not talking about until oftentimes it's an issue, right? And this kind of goes along with a lot of other things. You don't worry about injury prevention until you have an injury. You don't take your car in to be checked until it's making a noise. And I wanted to be proactive about it and was just really struggling because unfortunately, no one just tells you what to do as an adult, right? You just kind of, when you're a teenager, I think we're like, let me do my own thing. Don't boss me. And now I'm like, okay, wait, what should I do? And I was really going back and forth with it. And this is something that if you listen to the episode where I talked with the doctor, I like, I did ask direct questions about myself, but 
I, it still didn't give me the answer of whether or not you should do this, whether or not I should freeze my eggs. And a year ago, I was seeing someone and I thought that potentially this could grow into something. We were really in line on all of the important things I was looking for in a partner. So it wasn't like casual dating. I thought this makes sense as a lifelong partnership to make a baby with this person. And that didn't end up working out, which we need to talk about because I've been getting a lot of questions about it. And I have this potentially odd comfort level sharing for the podcast. Maybe I feel like I'm just talking on the phone with a friend. Hey, what's up? But I to go back to this, and we'll talk about relationship stuff another day. Today, I just wanted to share that I have decided to move forward with freezing my eggs. I have been documenting it as much as I can on Run, Eat, Repeat. I have been making a lot of videos. I actually just posted a video of me doing the injections. And it's not by any means supposed to be any sort of medical advice or tutorial or anything. I just, as I have been looking into this, wanted more information. And it kind of goes back to how and why I started running repeat in the first place. At the time when I was looking into running my first marathon, I wanted all of the info. Like I wanted a lot of different perspectives. I wanted tips. I wanted to see what different types of runners were doing because we should all with things like this or, you know, just, I guess not things like this specifically, but when you are pursuing some new adventure in life, look at all of the information, right? You, you take it all in, whether it is what you are going to eat or how you are going to train or what you're going to study in school or where to go to school, whatever it is, you should look at everything and then figure out what is best for you because we're all different, right? And what I really wanted as I started to look into, should I freeze my eggs? And then what is it actually like? What does this mean? What is the process? What is it going to be like? Is it worth it? Like I wanted people's opinions, whether or not I took their opinion as like the most important thing. I just wanted a ton of info and I wanted to know the realities of it. And I feel like blogging when it used to be this more life casting thing where every day people would write. And I guess this is to a lesser extent on Instagram now or different random shorter updates, but a lot of bloggers, myself included, would post like every day and write, what I ran that day, take a picture of my breakfast, write about something else random happening in my life. And you were able to really be on this journey with us, this day-to-day ins and outs of training for a race or being in the off season of training or whatever it was. I wanted that on someone's egg freezing journey and i couldn't find that there was there's a lot of info for sure there's videos and articles but oftentimes it's like a wrap up at the end where someone takes a quick picture of themselves 
you know, on their retrieval day or when they first decide their first appointment. And then they'll do a wrap up at the end. But I wanted kind of to document every step because I wanted that from someone. I wanted to kind of see what it was going to be like. And there is this aspect to it that is emotional and kind of heavy. And like, I also wanted to hear from people on that part of it, not just the technical part, the actual pictures on how to do the injections. And I couldn't find that. And so I am trying to do that now. And like I said, all of that is on runitrepeat.com. I'm going to be talking about this more. I have been taking tons of pictures, doing tons of video. And like I said, I did a video of me doing the injection um, because I just wanted an idea of it. Like even that and the video that I did is not supposed to be a guide because I don't know what I am doing (laughs) in general in life. But with the injections, I didn't know at first, the first couple of nights I actually had my friend who's a nurse practitioner do them for me because I was so intimidated. I thought it was going to be like an EpiPen for whatever reason. I live in 3019. Like I think that everything should, all technology, all medicine, everything should be better, faster, I don't even know what else more impressive, like just more advanced. And I I think everything is like, I am shocked. I don't even know if this happens that often now, but in the past, I remember being so surprised when I would get on an airplane and they wouldn't have Wi-Fi. I'm like, what is this? And I remember Ben saying, oh, I'm so shocked that this metal tube flying through the sky doesn't have all the internet I need. Like he just was like being sarcastic about it because I was like, what? Like, I just assume that everything is super advanced. So I just thought, They were going to throw me a few EpiPens. I was going to shoot them in and be good to go. And it's a little bit more complicated than that. I had to mix some different fluid injections. And it's just like there was a lot to it that I didn't expect. And I think if I would have had what I am sharing now previous, I, you know, I would have had a more realistic picture of what was going to happen. But I want to talk about this more. If you have any specific questions or you have done this or you want to talk about it, let me know, runitrepeat at gmail.com, or you can always call the voicemail line and just share your thoughts on it. But there is going to be more info coming. I will put links in the show notes to some of the previous posts that I've been doing right now in the injection portion of the process. I am finally getting into the swing of things. I'm getting comfortable with it. I keep, I feel like injection is kind of a funny word. I keep wanting to say shots, but then I'm like, shot, 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 shot. So that's where I'm at. That's if I seem a little hesitant saying any of these words, it's because I'm trying to use some proper terminology to not confuse myself. But more on that soon. My next little update quickly is Diego. Diego is growing like a weed. And he is a little wild in 
the background of the call with <laughs> Pam. Not a ton, um, but enough that it is just not ideal, not super profesh, you know? So there are, I've been doing a lot of more, a lot of interviews, tons of calls with runners and coaches. A while back, I said, if you want to be on the show as a runner, like a running buddy check-in or as a coach, if you have any tips, a veteran runner, whatever it is, there's a form to fill out that you can yeah, be in the show. We can chat. I've had a lot of those interviews recently, and those are all coming. If you were interested in being on the show and sharing your training, race experience, any advice, anything like that, fill out the form. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But what I'm trying to get at is I've had a lot of interviews within the last two weeks. And Diego has been growing and gotten some more personality within the last two weeks. So there are a couple of calls, today's call included, where you hear him throwing around his toy, which potentially sounds like I don't even know what is happening in the background, or making cute little noises. So just a heads up that there's a little bit of that today. And on one or two of the interviews coming up, I think for most of them, he has been asleep, uh, luckily, like he is right now. But going forward, I am going to schedule all of the interviews during a time when Diego is in some sort of puppy daycare situation. So that doesn't happen because I know it's distracting. And oftentimes when I'm listening to podcasts or anything, I am as it is running or doing something where I'm multitasking. And if there's, I'm in a real life distraction situation, right? Just kind of listening. And if on top of that, there's also distractions in the background, I I just know it's not ideal. So I just wanted to give you a heads up about it and let you know that it'll probably happen one more time. But I think that's it. I think there was only one other call that I've done that he is a little... A little puppy, right? He's a puppy. It is what it is. He's five months old and he's a golden retriever. He has a ton of energy, but I just wanted to give you a heads up. I'll put some pictures in the show notes as a consolation prize because he is the cutest thing though. So maybe that will make up for it a little bit. I let him get away with a little extra because he's so cute. But now let's get into the call with Pam. I'm very excited to have Pam Sanchez on the show today. She's sharing her running tips and race experience after winning first place female at the Catalina Marathon. And she's just super humble and sweet about it. We've been friends for years and she's just a complete sweetheart. One of the sweetest, cutest little people I know. I'll put pictures and a link to her Instagram. It is at Pammy Runs on runeatrepeat.com and you can check that out. We are nice and warmed up. So let's jump right into the chat with Pam. Before we get into this epic win at Catalina, tell me how you got started with running, kind of what your journey has been in finding running. Let's see. So my running journey, it all started with the LA Marathon in 2004. And that was kind of, I always think back then, you know, like, so, so, so long ago when it all started, it was 
so different, right? I mean, running back then, it's like we didn't have our garments. Everything was by perceived effort. I mean, I couldn't even, I didn't have a training log. You know, now it always, it feels like since then and so many races and training cycles later, running is more, so much more different now. Like we never go out the door without our, our garments, without our watches, without all this data, without this, without that. But yeah, it's just like something that I've just always loved, enjoyed and um, racing, um, community, the running community, being able to connect with other runners has always been just, you know, it's brought me so much joy. It's been something that I've just fully love and enjoy and hope to just keep doing for, so I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, if you've been doing it this long, it's obvious mm-hmm. that you really mm-hmm. love it, especially the marathon yeah. distance. So how many full marathons have you done? So Catalina was my 62nd full. So 60, 62 marathons. I think it's like I've done 60 half marathons. I've now c- completed, I think, two two fifty Ks. So and that's something that I'm just starting to get into as, as far as the trail, the trails, ultras. For probably the past few years, I've been kind of just on the sidelines, just kind of watching and seeing, you know, trying to understand what it takes to go the extra, do the extra as far as like, you know, the ultras, the trail running. It's so different. I mean, as you know, when you, you know, I know you did Catalina, I mean, that whole, the whole trail thing is just such a different vibe. Yeah, I say it's like a different sport. The road. Yeah. It is. And I was thinking, you know, they have like the spirit of the marathon, but I feel like there should be something that's the spirit of the ultra marathoner because it's just the ones that, you know, do the, I mean, the hardcore, the the 50K, these 100 mile, 100 mile races, even these, these trails, it's such a different grind of what we're not used to on the roads different training. I mean, you know, with the roads, your, your pace, you can pretty much count on, you know, being very consistent or the goal is to be consistent throughout your, your marathon. And what's so different for me is when I, and I go back and I, I load my run to Strava and you, you know, your pace is very inconsistent, you know, the different elevation gain throughout your, your run, you know, such was the case with like, you know, Catalina and you don't, you don't go into these things thinking, to compete. You know, I don't, I don't even know what it takes to be a competitive runner in, in trail or ultra, you know? So yeah, it's very different from the roads, but um, definitely enjoying it. Like I told Andrea Kuman, um, she's the uh, race ambassador for Catalina. I told her that I'm learning more about myself. I think as a runner on the trails than I am versus the roads. Um, It's a different grind. It's a different fight, right? It's so different. I actually spoke with her a couple of episodes back. So I'll put that in the show notes if people want to listen to her too, because she is super awesome and inspirational. But I, and I think trail running is so different. So did you transition to start trying ultras or trails? What was kind of your first step into exploring this? So my first step was not too much, about three miles from where I live. I have a trail, um, the Skyline Trail. And I've used that trail through uh, for some of my like hill training for the roads. And what I've been finding is the trail has been helping me with some of my road speed. So I've kind of taken a step back from, you know, doing um, specific speed, speed workouts or, you know, tempo workouts versus using more of the, the hills and that kind of training. And that's been helping me with my speed on the roads. So my training for Catalina wasn't specifically trail training 
Catalina also was a very impromptu race for me. Um, I actually won an entry from the Dirt Squad official girls on Instagram. One of my friends uh, tagged me in the giveaway and I was like, I saw it and I said, hmm, that's always been something that's been on my radar, but nothing that I thought I was going to be able to fit into the calendar, you know, with the other races that I have going on. So I was like, you know, I, I'll do it. And I, I tagged some others, you know how that goes. And and then lo and behold, I find out that I won the entry to Catalina. It was meant to so be. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So I was like, hey, you know, let's go. You know, it's been a while since we've been back to Catalina. And I think the last time I visited the island was 2005. So 14 years, you know, so I said, yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. And, um, you know, Andrea was great with, I corresponded with her through emails and she was very responsive with me and helped me out with logistics and gave, even gave me some course tips on what to expect. So I felt pretty confident thinking like, yeah, you know, based on my training, I had, um, had a pretty good month of February. Um, I had did the, uh, Vertigo 50 K early, early in the month that year in Glendale, so I had a good, I had, I had the miles. I felt like my endurance was good. So I felt like it was going to, as long as I could recover well from Catalina and it wasn't going to affect my, all of my training leading up to Boston, I figured, okay, I could do it. Yeah, you can try it. Well, and so you mentioned, um, Diego just walked back in the room with a, a <laughs> stick that he is throwing up in the air. So if we hear that in the background, it's Diego <laughs> doing his cardio. Okay. Um, Aww. he's literally throwing More it up in the air money. and dropping it. And I am, <laughs> uh, since I'm recording, I'm stuck to the computer right now. This is the, the beauty of behind the scenes that I can't just snag it away from him. But, um, so you mentioned <laughs> logistics and for those that don't yes. know, obviously there's people listening from all around the world. We are in Southern California. Catalina mm-hmm. is an island just off the coast and it's like, it's mm-hmm. a small island. And mm-hmm. it has, it's very hilly. Um, mm-hmm. It's completely gorgeous, but oh it's goodness, not, yes. um, it's far enough away that it's not like other. I think sometimes when there are small islands off the coast, you know, you, there's a long bridge or something, you know, or it's a mm-hmm. peninsula that we call an island. It, this is an island. So you have to take a ferry there. Um, and so the logistics are a little complicated because you have to actually get to the island and get to the start. So most of the time Mm -hmm. people stay on one side of the island. And then did you take a ferry? Because I know that sometimes there's a couple of different options. Did you take a ferry to the start? So we did. I did take the ferry. So we stayed in Avalon. We stayed at the St. Lauren Hotel. Great, nice, perfect. It was a perfect hotel, not too far from the um, finish line in Avalon. So we did take a ferry over to two harbors and it's about a 45, I want to say about 45, 50 minute boat ride over from over there. Um, yeah. But yeah, so what, so time, two harbors. what time was that? Do you remember? So I, I think the boat we loaded, it was like five in the morning mm-hmm. and then the race started at, you know, seven. So I think by the time we got to two harbors, was, I want to say it was about like 620. 620-ish, so gave us enough time to, you know, everyone to go to the bathroom, to kind of, you know, take their pictures, you know, have their coffee. They offered, you know, you had to bring, you have to bring some money if you want to have like coffee, uh, muffins. So they did have that option um, at one of the restaurants there, which was nice. And there was a lot of runners there that were huddled in there to kind of stay warm because that's the thing that I was like super cold 
Um, but I knew it was going to be a good day. So I, I wore a tank top. I had a, you know, jacket and, uh, put that at my drop, my drop bag for gear check. So yeah, that's what a lot of water, water runners do. We knew it was, I think we really, really just lucked out on just weather that day. It was just perfect. Yeah. Because not too long ago, a lot of people that I followed did the, um, the ultra there or the 50k mm-hmm. right was that what mm-hmm. just passed and it was yeah like it's been a very oddly wet season here and we're not mm-hmm. used to the rain and it's not just like us being locals are not used to the rain in that mm-hmm. we are like we don't know how to drive the land isn't used to it so it's not <laughs> right. soaking yeah. it up quickly like there are a lot of it's like areas flooding or it just is yeah. potential mudslides like there's been a lot of issues with that and i was kind of worried because i had seen crazy weather um for the ultra not too long ago but it looked completely mm-hmm. gorgeous in all the pictures at least for race day yeah, and I think last year Catalina actually in the marathon. I know they have the Avalon, uh, the fifty mile, which is held in January. But I think the Catalina marathon last year in March was raining. I think it did. I think it did rain last year. So, um, and what was so cool, I think, with Catalina with the marathon is, is, you know, this is my first time, and you get the veterans who have their little that have been there like since the very first one, and that's what was just so amazing to me, seeing all these, you know, locals coming back for coming back to just, you know, do their thing. But yeah, there's a lot of history um, in this marathon. I think it's one of the oldest trail marathons. Yeah, it has, it does have a long history. I feel like it's kind of legendary Mm -hmm. too with the reputation of it because it is so gorgeous and it's not easy to get there, but I think people really still make the effort Mm -hmm. because it's completely worth it. And it's a little funny that Catalina has Buffalo on it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. One, another one of the things about it being outside of SoCal is that because it's close to Hollywood, they filmed Western mm-hmm. movies there and they took Buffalo there and basically just left them there. And oh, really? Like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how they got there. That's a fun fact. That is, I did not know that. Did you see, did you see any? Because no. I remember seeing them at the start. I know Steve did. I I I think you're uh, from Soul Runners. I yeah. know he mentioned it, and I just watched his. Uh, he posted a, a YouTube video, and I watched his little video. So it was kind of neat reliving it through Steve's eyes. You know that day, um, but I know that there was a p- runners that did see a few buffalo. I know, which is crazy. That's so funny. Yeah. So that's um, basically in like a nutshell why there are buffalo on Catalina, which is really random. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like, for me, it felt like just, I just was, I, I just remember just, I just had such a, just so grateful. I just had just such a full heart for just even being there running. The other thing that's so different for me, you know, with trails and roads, that's, you know, with the roads, you're so elbow to elbow, so in races and you get the big races, you know, like LA marathon, you know, all these races, you're elbow to elbow with runners with the trails. It's not so much like, it's not like that. I mean, there's, there's, you're running alone a lot, majority of time. You don't, you you know, there's, it's like, I, you feel like, where is everybody at? You know, and you have runners that are, you can see them way in front of you. And you, of course, you never, you don't look back, but it's like, it's such a different vibe. You know, that whole thing it just, it was so different to me, but it felt like uh, being on, if I could describe the course, it was kind of like Maui and Big Sur. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause being able to see the ocean on, on certain points you know, all the greenery and all the, the lush vegetation was just the palm trees. It's just so pretty. It really is. 
it's a, but it should be a bucket list. If anyone's looking to do, I think like a trail marathon race, I think they have a 5k, even a 10k option. Camelina is definitely should be one on the list. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, it's not an easy course and I think it's still worth it to go out there. Uh, mm-hmm. what did you think of the course? I, I love the course. Um, I think that the skyline trail that I do train on, uh, really helped me with this course because a lot of the climbing, the first with skyline, when I, when I run skyline, it's, uh, pretty much it's like six miles all climbing. And in six miles, when I do skyline, we climb about 1200 feet of um, elevation. And so what it felt like for me, like with Catalina, the first four miles, we covered about a thousand feet. So it felt very similar to that kind of climbing, but with Catalina, what's, what's fun is like, what goes up must come down. So where you're, you feel like you're losing time on the uphill, you get to gain that back on some of the downhill. The last 5k of Catalina marathon, I thought was a lot of fun. It reminded me of, again, of skyline, you know, when we're, you know, you're bombing down and you're coming down, downhill, the last mile of Catalina was all road. So that, that hurts a little bit because you're, you know, 25 miles, you're on, on trail and then you get to the road and it's like, kind of like, ouch, ouch, ouch. But it's still, you get, you know, that downhill finish to kind of ease you, ease you across. So I loved, I loved the course. It's definitely had a, is very challenging, but, um, there, there's portions where you learn that it's better to just power hike. I mean, there was some, I did not run, you know, run the whole course. There was portions of the course where you just kind of walk fast and then you get to a, and then you run. So it's kind of like walk, run some of the miles that are really steep. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of strategy I had. I'm sure you, you ran it. So you remember that, that those ups and downs. Yeah. And it, that's um one of the things that I feel is the weirdest transition from going from road to trail is the, the, the like, aspect of it that knowing you're going to have to take walk breaks and it's not because normally when you take a walk break in a race it's mm-hmm. because something's wrong yes. <laughs> you know, right, when right. you're actually in a race and not if you're doing another type of run rock method or anything else but you know it normally if you were in a race that you trained for and you take a walk break something's wrong like something is potentially falling apart on your body or fuel wise, or the weather is crazy. So you need to walk through an aid station. And so it's weird to start doing that when you do trail runs, but it's necessary. And really that's what the experts do, or that's what the seasoned runners do. And you see that when you do a trail, you know, they are, I, I think I mentioned this when I actually talked to Andrea, she said, we were talking about my first trail race and I said that I saw all of these people walking up a hill and I'm like, wait, I know that these people know more than me. Like I know that these are stronger runners than me and they've, this isn't their first rodeo and it was my first rodeo. And so I was like, okay, but it was surprising. Like I didn't get a heads up that it's like, Hey, you're going to have to, like you said, power walk up the hills because you're going to be going so slow. There's no point. And sometimes it's technical. So it's a smarter choice, you know, so that you're not twisting an ankle or falling or something. Right. Right. So it just, but it's, it's weird when you actually start doing that. Yeah. It's a different strategy. I mean, when I ran this race, I remember I did speak with, um, I saw Andrea did, uh, before this, 
the start and I did get to, um, you know, speak to her a little bit and she introduced me to a couple of her friends and, uh, my, like I told her, my only goal for the run was just to kind of like run hard, you know, and just have a good, good workout. Never ever was my goal ever to think that I was going to be, you know, first female. I mean, it was like, I, I, that wasn't even nothing. I, I mean, at one point I remember, I didn't know that I was until very late in the race. I think it was mile 18. And I was wondering, cause I just saw guys, I said, Where, where's all the ladies? And it was the volunteers at the station that told me that I was, I believe I was second, I was second female. And then, um, I thought I did see the, the lead female I was at mile 18. I think that was one of our, the biggest climbs on the course, I believe it was 344 feet of gain on that mile. And, uh, she was walking and I remember that's, that's when I passed her on that, on that mile. And then after that, I remember I never saw her after that. So I just told myself, well, just, you know, just keep going, you know, <laughs> just keep going. You it, And when you get to 18, it's like, you know, you only have six, you know, eight miles left. And I knew the downhill, that last 5K was coming and I know I'm strong on the downhill. So I figured just, just keep going. So, yeah, it was like, it was, it was exhilarating. It was just so much fun, especially hearing Rudy's voice. I didn't know Rudy was going to, was there. And when I heard him over the speaker and he called my name, I was just like, you know, so shocked and elated, full of emotion. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that is so awesome. And you really didn't know. <laughs> you you didn't go in there thinking you were going to get first because your no. post before um, when you did your flat runner and you mentioned mm-hmm. something about it being a hard course and you just wanted to mm-hmm. run hard. That was kind of your yeah. goal. It wasn't like you were completely familiar with the course and what, what it would mm-hmm. kind of throw at you. So it was very awesome to kind of follow that along and see you, what you were kind of saying before the race and then that you won, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, you know, it's going to be a good day if I can just do sub five. I mean, really, I was like, no, no pressure. I mean, and, and then that's funny. I think that you can agree, like, in other runners, the best races that we have are the ones that we have no pressure. You yeah. don't have a time goal. You're just out there to say, you know what? I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy this. This is going to be a good day. The weather's great. I'm thinking it's not raining. <laughs> you know, let's go out there and just have fun. So that was my kind of my perspective and my outlook on on the day. And it just just ended up I ended up feeling really good and yeah so it was a it was a good day for sure love it so since your finish time was about 409 and mm-hmm. that's a lot that's a lot longer than your normal marathon time so you're out mm. a lot longer mm-hmm. and dealing with different you know, obstacles in terms of the course and potentially, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes too, when it's on a trail, it just feels when it's a pretty day, it's a little dustier. It feels a little drier. You're out on your feet Mm -hmm. longer. How are you fueling different for a trail marathon versus a road? So for the trail, the difference is eating like food. There's so many things. Like, have you seen like on, on the, the aid stations that they put out for the, for the trail? I mean, from, I mean, at one point, one of the miles, there was even like whiskey i mean whiskey <laughs> shots uh <laughs> it's like wow You're gonna people, need like, that. <laughs> is that is that the secret <laughs> but yeah i mean like gummy bears there's candy uh and those things i stayed away from just because i know that my body would probably reject all of that sugar so i did take two hammer gels with me and um i took those um i think the first hour and the second one i took at the 
after the 13 mile. And then after that, I fueled with the potatoes. Those have worked really good for me, the boiled potatoes. Mm -hmm. And uh, dunked those and they had like a, a plate of salt. So I dunked those in salt and kind of, you know, grab a couple of my hand, eat a couple at the aid station and then just keep going along. I think one of the things that race directors in road races should start offering is Coke. Mm-hmm. That That is so delicious. You know, you know, late in the race, it tastes so good. And so that's how I feel it. It was just a couple of hammer gels. I had the boiled potatoes with salt, uh, soda. And um, a couple of times in the 50K, um, I love watermelon. I know you love watermelon too. So that's always... That's, that's always t- tastes good too. But, um, but yeah, that was, that was my fuel. And then I took, um, kept a handheld with me because Catalina is a cupless. They don't have cups. So you'd have to bring your own, your own handheld or bring your own cup. So, uh, for me, for my hydration was just none, two mm-hmm. tablets of none with water. And that, that was good for me. Awesome. And so yeah. is, are you training with that handheld? I have been taking my handheld more uh, more when I do runs that are longer than ten miles. I do take my handheld with me, and that's been working. That's been working for me. I love it, and um, have transitioned from a fuel belt to a handheld, so I've gotten used uh, used to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, are you do you have your phone with you? I do. I have the flip belt, like you. Okay. So I keep my phone in my flip belt, and then I'll keep my little snacks and my gels inside my little Nathan handheld. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Since we're going to start talking about this stuff, cause I wanted to ask you two more about the food. Let me just ask you mm-hmm. my favorite speed round questions. What is your favorite race distance? Favorite rate is half marathon. I'm surprised by that. Cause you, I yeah. feel like <laughs> if there's the option, you sign up for the full marathon. Yeah, yeah, I know, you know, more bang for the buck with the with the full, right? <laughs> but um but I love to race the half. Um it's been a little while since I've raced a, a road half, but uh my favorite day of distance to race is is a half. I'm actually going to be doing a trail half tomorrow. Um so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, good luck. Doing the <laughs> it's the Rom- Rombles run. Have you ever done that one? It's over there at the San Juan San Juan Capistrano. No. Trail yeah, so I'll be over there tomorrow morning. I have a little bit of a late start. It's going to be a little warm day, but it should be and it should be really pretty. And again, no rain. So. It'll be so gorgeous. Everything is so pretty right now. I just cannot get enough of it. No, oh, it's it's turned our brown brown SoCal into just green. So pretty, just green SoCal. Yes, so all the fly. It's like no, it's usually not green here. And have you seen the butterfly migration? Oh my gosh. I'm just like mesmerized. I saw the butterflies at first and I saw them. I thought it was all like leaves. Like where, where, where are all those? What is that? What is that? Like, oh my God, they're butterflies. Why are there so many butterflies? Yes. I, 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 I mean, it has been the most amazing thing. I've never seen anything yeah. like this before, but yeah, I was driving the other day and I thought, what is that? Like, is it leaves? Is it, I don't even know, pollen? And you yeah. realize it is massive amounts of butterflies migrating yeah. and they're just, there's so much more of them because we have had so much rain this year, but it's yeah. been amazing. Yeah. We're finally out of our drought. No more, no more drought. So <sighs> and the butterflies we have another, another storm. Yeah. Yeah. We have another storm coming in on Wednesday. So we'll have to break out our raincoats again. Next oh, week, gosh. I, I don't Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I don't want to complain about it because we we're, we've had some perks. Um, what's yeah. your favorite race? Favorite race? Okay, so I think for mara- marathon. Okay, so race you meaning like overall your fa- that you've run that you're just either like you had the best race ever or you just in general really like this particular race. Mm, I really would have to say probably New York, New York City, um, and that had nothing to do with time. I just think that I don't know just something about that that race, the city, the camaraderie on that course. I, I thought it was just I really loved New York. Yes, agree, agree, agree. Um, do you mm-hmm. have like a running mantra or something that you tell yourself to kind of keep going, push through when you're not feeling it? My favorite is courage to start, faith to finish. I think that's one thing that I always just always earned, never given. And no matter what the outcome is of that day, it's always you did you did your best. And, you know, crossing the finish line only to get to another start line, you know, healthy is always my my ultimate goal is to like push yourself enough to feel like, you know, you gave gave it your all and you left nothing on the course that day. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've run a lot of races where we've seen each other mm-hmm. on the course and I yes. I think you are super motivating and inspirational because I think even watching you run you can see that like you get in a zone and I'll I'll find out after whether or not you feel like you had a good day or bad day you know like when mm-hmm. we touch base mm-hmm. but you are just like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do the work like I'm gonna do what I can right now. Yeah, you know, I feel like, and I, I think that for me, it's like always the training is the hard part. I always feel like the races, the races are celebratory laps, right? Mm-hmm. Because really, it's like the training is hard. Getting up early in the morning, getting up in you know in the dark, you know, uh, putting in those those runs, being consistent in your weekly miles, your monthly miles, having them all add up, add up, add up, and then when you get to the race, it's like you want the race. It's going to hurt. At some point, it's going to hurt. You're not training, so it doesn't hurt. It's just like you want it to be tolerable. You want to be able to enjoy it. You want to be able to feel like, you know, you're not like totally need to go, you know, sit down or sit on a curb or walk off the course because you just feel so terrible. So for me, it's like always the training is harder than the race. When you get to the race, let's just have fun. Let's enjoy this. Yeah, I love that. What have you been listening? Do you listen to music or podcasts or anything while you're running? So sometimes when I'm I'm doing my long, I do love to listen to 90s hip hop on Pandora. I'm a 90s girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That sometimes I I need a little Eminem and Tupac to get me through some intervals or um, hard miles. Um, I do like to sometimes listen to podcasts. Um, there's I, uh, but most of the time, like during races, I've been enjoying not running with music, uh-huh. um, especially on the trails. I don't, I don't listen to music. I want to be aware of, you know, all of my surroundings coyotes <laughs> yes well yeah it was funny because I was about to like I was I was asking you what are you listening to and then I'm like wait I feel like I have seen you lately not it doesn't seem like you're listening to something like I haven't seen any yeah. earbud or anything and I know with trails it is different yeah. and sometimes they have rules against it so yeah 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 so on the trails I don't um and especially you just like you lose you know you you have your blue you you lose your signal anyway so there's there's really no point mm-hmm. point in it so yeah, I've been enjoying running races more without my music. Um, but yeah, definitely some training. I, I like to have some music or podcasts I listen to. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And what is your victory lap? Your favorite post race or long run meal? 
you know what? I always love to have some type of soup, like some type of like a pho noodle, Vietnamese noodle soup. Since I'm, I'm half Korean, so I'll, my soul food for me would be like having bimbimbap, you know, some sort of like a Korean dish or um, hot tofu soup with rice and kimchi is my favorite. Love it. Do mm-hmm. you even do that in the summer? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I, I can eat soup all year. Uh-huh. I love I love soups. Thai soups, any type of soups. Yeah. I love it. That sounds so good right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, and then sometimes it's funny. There are certain foods that are weather, like, for example, like, um, like we just, we just cut up, we got our first watermelon at Costco. And we just finished our first watermelon of was many more watermelons. I have it was a good one. Oh, yeah. Boom. No, it was good. It was sweet. It was really good. So, like, watermelon is always the thing that we have, the one fruit we have in our refrigerator during, like, once it's spring, you know, summer. Um, and for some reason, watermelon just tastes the best. Now, I know you probably could just eat, eat it all year, but I could. Um, I try not to get it when it's, when it's like not in the season just because I hate. If it's not, if I know I'm like, oh, this really isn't, it wasn't ready to, to go yeah. for it. But I mean, our, our watermelon season is very, very long. So it's, it's different from yeah. other foods that have a very short kind of peak season. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Oh, yeah. What oh. is your celebratory food? What is your post? What do you like? What, what do you enjoy to eat after a race? You know, it really, depends i i think i for the most part uh something with french fries but Mm -hmm. it could be a couple of different things it could be like an Mm -hmm. epic like i like soup plantation i like going somewhere where i have like a lot of variety because i think a lot sometimes i don't know what i really want Mm-hmm. Um, I always Sizzler. like Sizzler. Sizzler, Sizzler. I I say Sizzler's my favorite restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sizzler. I used to say it was the Whole Foods hot bar, but I like because I think <laughs> the thing is, and people are like, uh, because it seems like you would assume with the Whole Foods hot bar that it's healthy, but it's like no, uh-huh. there are a ton of very calorie dense options on there. A, B, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's gonna end up being a thirty dollar salad. And like, I just want so, uh, like all of the things it's the opposite. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Of, like I want, give me all of the things, but I really love Sizzler and I, I do too. Sizzler's I do everywhere. Too. <laughs> I just think it's like so funny that I'm like, no, wait, I really like Sizzler. And I've told people <laughs> Sizzler's my favorite restaurant. And they're just like, is there, yeah. does Sizzler even yeah. exist? And I'm like, there's literally a Sizzler less than a mile from my house. And like, there's a Sizzler. Yeah, there's tons of them. It was just where. I oh lived. yeah, their their cheese their cheese toast is the best. I mean, that's just just that alone. <laughs> just give me the cheese toast. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what's weird? The one closest to my house, it they don't give you cheese toast automatically. They give these like rolls, and uh-huh. you have to ask for cheese toast. So, but every other Sizzler I've ever been to gives you the cheese toast. Have you ever heard yeah. of this other roll option? Uh uh-uh. uh. I've never had the roll options. Always, Isn't that always weird? The toast. Yeah. I think it's weird. You know what's funny? Anthony Bourdain, you know, he did that show Parts Unknown and he would go to like mm-hmm. travel all around the world and do, you know, see what their local delicacies are. He went with someone in LA. Uh, I think the guy, I thought the guy was like a, 
a designer, but he might have been a foodie. They went to Sizzler, and the guy was talking about how growing up, Sizzler was like a huge part of his like family's food culture. (laughs) And I was like, see, see, you guys. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we love love Sizzler. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. So Mm -hmm. what? Um, I'm like super sidetracked. Um, so what is next for you? You said you had a half this weekend. Is Uh that you mentioned LA? What's next on your racing schedule? So then after LA, um, so everything has been a buildup for all Boston. I mean, Boston is my A race and my whole goal was to be in true, in true 330, 335 shape for Boston. I've had a pretty good buildup. I, I feel, feel good, feel healthy. Um, so after LA will be Boston. And then after Boston, I'm doing the Rebel Mount Charleston. And uh, see, after that, I'm planning on doing another 50K, um, which is going to be on May 11th. And um, that one I'm actually going to do for a time, for a time goal. But now that I have two 50Ks under my belt, I kind of like know now what I need to be able to run to be a little bit more competitive with myself as far as like I have now kind of like a benchmark. I know what I did on not really knowing what I was doing. So let's see what I can do now with a little more experience. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'm planning on doing a true, a true, true ultra, which would be the 50K, 50 mile in Big Bear, which would be the Kodiak 50 mile in August. So the plan is after the 50K, kind of just, you know, do the training that I need to do to be in good shape to do the 50 mile. Awesome. And then, um, so yeah, so that's the goal. I feel like that's really going to be the true. I feel like the 50K is just giving me a little taste of the ultra. I knew I really need to put myself in, you know, like that that 50 mile to uh-huh. see to really feel a certain different type of pain and challenge. A different. Type and I heard, I heard, I heard it's a good one. And I heard that it's really tough out there and. Um, some of the climb, the climbs. So there definitely have to be some specific training to go out there in Big Bear. So if you want to do some training with me <laughs> during the August, September, you can come you, you me could talk me into it. Run. You could talk me into it. I can be convinced. <laughs> go out to Big Bear. I can be convinced for sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how we can follow along on your next adventures. Are you Instagram? Yeah, I'm, I'm there on Instagram um, and also on Strava. So I like the Strava community and, um, you know, Instagram. So I do, you know, keep up with my training and um, running posts on Instagram. So, yeah. What's your Instagram handle? Is Tammy Runs. My long-term goal is to do a 100-mile race before I turn 45. So I'll be 43 um, in May. So... You know, hopefully that's something that I can do and achieve before I turn turn 45. And then hopefully when I do a hundred mile, you can be there and be part of my crew. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, if you need a crew, I will. I'll be up for that because I know it takes a lot. It takes a, a yeah good, a good team to to support that. Yeah, it's a whole different arena. Like I said, it's the trail and what I'm learning about the trail and the ultra community is just like, they're so just awesome. So, and not that the road race community is not, it's just, it's a different vibe. It's a different, like, even like the start at Catalina, it was just so chill. Mm-hmm. I mean, a horn goes off and everybody goes, everyone's chatting. Some people are walking, you know, it's just more low key. 
Yeah. It really, I it's, love it's, it. I love the vibe of trail runs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and so I, I, I really, I really am, in, am looking forward to this new, you know, seeing this new challenge and this new thing for me, you know, exploring new trails. And I, I'm looking forward to maybe, do, you know, doing my first summit and maybe going exploring like Baldy or Mount Baldy or Wilson and um, seeing what that's like. So love it yeah I'm 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 ready (laughs) you are and you're doing amazing and I was so excited when I saw that you had won Catalina I think it's a huge deal huge 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 deal so I'm super proud of you thank you Pam I hope that was fun and informative you can follow her on Instagram at Pammy Runs, and I'll put pictures of her race and a link to her Instagram in the show notes at runeatrepeat.com. And I will also put a link to my Catalina Marathon recap kind of randomly and funny. The Since the race is a little smaller, I guess there's not a ton of information about it online outside of their main website in terms of reviews and tips and recaps like you would have for some of the bigger races. A while back, I was running on a path that I run a lot and two ladies were running and they stopped me and said, are you running repeat? Specifically, they found running repeat through looking into training for the Catalina Marathon. They just kind of wanted more information on it. They wanted tips. And so I thought that was super fun and random, but also makes me feel better about doing all of this. Not that I feel bad about it, but it makes me feel good about this, that running repeat is sometimes helpful. Yay. So in case you're curious, I'll put a link to my recap. And speaking of needing tips, advice, or helpfulness, In pulling up a link for the Catalina Marathon website, I saw that there is a virtual training program that you can get with Coach Steve. So Coach Steve, who is someone that has been on the show in the past and a really good friend, super, super awesome. He has a local running group in SoCal, but apparently you can train virtually for the Catalina Marathon through Coach Steve. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Now, instead of awards today, we're going to do something different because I think Pam gets the award of the day. So go her. Today, instead of awards, we're going to do a cool down. So I know this cool down is something new. If you are able to take a minute and just kind of recenter and cool down, I hope that you do that. If you're somewhere where you can close your eyes safely, go ahead and do that. And take a big deep breath in and release it. And take another big deep breath in. And as you release it, think about a friend that you are really proud of and send them some awesome vibes right now. Take another big deep breath in. And as you release it, just think about that friend and why you're proud of them. And consider maybe texting them or calling them today, maybe after the show is over, and just letting them know, saying something encouraging or positive, letting them know that you're proud of them, you know, using some positive words of affirmation to just send them a happy little message today. And take one last big deep breath in, 
release it. I hope that you had a good time. An awesome run if you just ran. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to tag at run, eat, repeat on Instagram and let me know what you're doing right now. Like Pam, another Pam, Pam from Finding Fit, who listened to the last show on a run and shared her post-run selfie. Have a great run. Thank you for listening. For show notes, recipes, discounts, and more, go to www.runeatrepeat.com. You can also connect with Monica on Instagram by following at Run Eat Repeat and on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash run eat repeat. Be sure to subscribe to the show and please rate and review in your podcast app.